Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestling Elitist Podcast. I am your lonely, hot-headed stoner host, Sean Nash. We are missing two men from the booth. Alex Gibson is out taking the, the youngest elitist to his first round of puppy shots. So shout out Raph, hopefully you're doing well. And Chris is at a science dinner, which kind of sounds like a uh, experimental testing thing. I'm not totally sure. We'll see if he ever comes back and how he comes back. Till then, love you boys. Miss you every day. But this is the Wrestling Elitist Podcast. It's Thursday, and we need to talk about what happened in the specifically Dynamite Collision universe. So here we are. You can check us out on WrestlingElitist.com. Every week we'll have the breakdown of Dynamite, now the Collision breakdowns, as along with the uh, Rampage ratings. We'll see how how well that's going to go as the... Um, the two new shows or the, the newer show really takes over along with articles posted all, all the time by Chris, Alex and I get on there quite a bit too, but he is the, uh, the biggest writer of all of us. And we appreciate that so much, Chris, but you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, fuck Pandora. That's never going to happen. You can go to the website and get the, the podcast straight from there, wherever you care to hear us, you can hear us rate review subscribe tell a friend tell a gram tell a neighbor we've been doing this with basically zero cash in our pockets and we've come a long way and we only want to go further and further and further can't do that without you people just shouting out the good name and like every week we are going to go down i'm going to go down the news probably this week Call back to a couple of weeks ago. This will be the favorite news the segment. Um, we have favorite match, moment, least favorite cringe, uh, along with what I'm looking forward to. Obviously, the big weekend. And I'm going to do a quick rundown of the Forbidden Door card. Unfortunately, the boys aren't here to kind of talk about it. But you can guarantee that next week we are going to be talking quite a bit of Forbidden Door, I'm sure. So let's get started right away. News of the week, favorite news of the week. Jim Ross, uh, after a, uh, a rough and tumble, I don't know what was worse, the rough and tumble tumble he had on Friday, which resulted in a black eye and whatever else happened, resulting in a rough and tumbling performance like I'm doing to get through this podcast, getting through the main event of Collision. He did an awful job. He's going to step away for a little bit. We've heard this before when he kind of has fucked up and just been out of sorts. But here we are again, and it was bad. There was like an hour and 40 minutes of fantastic commentary on Collision with uh, Nigel McGuinness and Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly is A1. Uh, if we're doing a Mount Rushmore draft, he's 1-1 for me. He's amazing, um, basically because he really got me through New Japan once they started doing the uh, English commentary, and he's just been perfect, and he's so fun, and his voice is, is enjoyable much unlike the uh, the wavering voice of J.R. Jim Ross. He hasn't lived long enough to become the, the the villain, like in a case of maybe someone like CM Punk or anything like that. He's just become an old crustacean of a man. And eventually, at a, at a certain point in your life, you need to retire. And I think someone needs to do that. I know Tony's a huge historian of wrestling and a, a lover of wrestling, but you've got to see the writing on the wall that you're not doing him any favors or your company any favors when you bring this man on and better do it sooner than later. And let's not have him ruin 
a it, it's not like it took away from the match entirely but it does take away from the match when you just have some old blabbering fool just kind of continue to go on who's just uninterested in the product but uh Let's talk about product that is interesting and a very hot, hot, hot match. Uh, Andrade returning on Collision, starting off the, uh, the 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 return of Andrade El Idolo versus uh, Buddy Matthews. I I'll give Kevin Kelly all the credit, but I will also give him his um, his working papers. He needs to to figure out how to say Idolo. He was multiple times messing that up and. You just got to get it right. It almost sounds like he's about to say idiot at, at points. And some people might agree with that. Some people might not. But uh, I'm just here to say hot, hot match. Loved it. His um, rolling elbow strike, I don't know. It's a, it's much better than the Judas effect. But uh, let's call it the Judas effect for now. It's so fucking good. The way he just gives zero regard for the speed and the the brutality that he he has he hits it perfectly. Buddy Matthews is no slouch in the ring and the, both of them just put on a show. Great, great body guys. Awesome work. Loved uh, Andrade going and giving reference to his, his father-in-law and his, uh, his blushing bride, his wife, Charlotte doing the, the figure four and then hitting the figure eight. That was a cool little, that got me doing the uh, uh, real life meme of Leonardo DiCaprio in the once upon a time in Hollywood. Like, oh, oh, that's it. That's it right there. Uh, just phenomenal match. Can't wait to see him go through what seems like it's going to be the trials of the House of Black. Next, uh, this Saturday, he's got Brody King. Brody King's my favorite wrestler. So there's no way that's not going to be a hot match. I don't know how that match is going to go down, but it's that's a beef slammer right there. If you, if you don't know what a beef slammer is, just watch on Saturday. And... I mean, I, I would say Collision definitely took a a hot start to um, their programming. Tribalism's already setting in on, are you, are you on Wednesdays or are you Saturdays? Saturdays are looking pretty hot. I, I know we have the, the location of the town, the return of uh, the biggest name in wrestling and all that to, to boot for the, the first show, but everything just felt on and popping for the show and the matches really hit. The, the promos hit uh, a certain promo that I guess I'll just really talk about now and blend into the moment of the week. The CM Punk promo um, from Collision was just was on fire the whole damn time. Uh, that Thursday or Friday, we got pretty much a nothing burger out of that ESPN article that was supposed to be fiery and who's going to really drop the bomb, drop the mic again, have a pipe bomb. But it was it was hardly anything. I... I found the biggest bullshit of it all to be that he thought he had a fear for his life after uh, Hangman said what he said. And there was one chop where he hit him in like the chin or the face, like just give him a receipt. It's like you said in this promo, it was the professional wrestling business and don't act like a, a an idiot. Do what you got to do and go about your business. Don't act like you're the fucking martyr of it all, which he does a great job of doing. But this was the fire that I was really expecting when this article was mentioned and hyped up by the wrestling journalists on Twitter and uh, Reddit was kind of uh, shut down for a little bit. So not there, but uh, all over Twitter that he just nothing but fire the whole thing. I didn't realize that I was going to be called into work and be a fact checker for all the spot, all the lies that he wasn't telling. He definitely didn't tell too much of lies, but I 
do think that there was a bit of hypocrisy in the fact that he 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 said and he mentioned that it's the pro wrestling and in quotations a business like th- this is a job this is a business let's let's act like adults here in many moments uh, wrestling and accounting is two far different worlds um i don't talk to people during the day and these people get out of mic i would never say anything even in the realm of what he would say in if you can put that in any kind of accounting world but there were just so many things where I'm just like, well, if this is a business, you got to treat it as business as well. And maybe if you are the person who uh, is at zero fault, has has nothing wrong with his past, take the high road, get past it. Don't continue to to poke and jab at the uh, the people that you think can't even run a, a fucking target. Um, the fact that he was just taking shots at. Um, at the end, he really capped it off with the shots at wrestlers, or he had sorry if you're softer than the the wrestlers that you were fans of. It's just not uh, not so easy going, CM Punk. But he definitely wasn't. He was on on one, and he was not going to get off it. Um, he thought his past wasn't checkered at all, which almost in a way kind of felt like he was saying he had zero fault for the the all out fallout brawl. And I, I just think that's untrue. I think you need to, um, if you're going to, you can't come out and say that with the way things went down. It just looks bad in my eyes. And, but who, but who am I at the end of the day? Just a wrestling elitist who's talking on a, on a Thursday on his own. Pencil neck geek. Uh, mentioning David Zasloff, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, who thinks that you're, you're one bill fail uh, along a bunch of other counterfeit bucks. We're throwing out all the slang for for some cash, some cheddar cheese, and it that's that felt pretty moldy. That that was that was heated. That was poignant. That was clearly targeted at the young bucks. I mean, that, I don't think there's any way we can see it. The, the crowd thought it immediately when they had the audible. Um, all that all that it was, I, I definitely feel that a, a bit unprofessional, a bit of uh, hypocritical in, in moments by CM Punk, but that is CM Punk. And I didn't hate it. I it was awesome as hell to see him come back. He not, he didn't bring a legitimacy back to it, but he brought a an emotion that um, my stoner ass can't really think of the word right now or the emotion. But it just hearing the music, seeing him come out, uh, being in Chicago, it, it always works. But he just he does something to the wrestling business, and for better or for worse. It's entertaining. It brings people in, and he's going to continue to do it. He's not the one Bill Phil. I mean, he he says he's he sold out the Budokan. He sold out Madison Square Garden. That's all been with WWE. And let's be honest, there's names there too that brought people in there. It's not just him. When many times he thinks it's just him. One day, one day, someone will get through to him to realize that his ego is just needs to creep down just a little bit. I mean. You are the one of the biggest names in, in wrestling, but you're also the biggest martyr, the biggest asshole. And at one time, you were my favorite wrestler. So if you could get back to that day, that'd be great. Quick intermission for my little cheap session. That's the stuff. All right, let's 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 get a little more negative. While all that kind of felt probably a little negative, I loved it. It was great. Uh, perfect start to uh, collision and 
I don't think we would have had it any other way because we we knew we know who CM Punk is and we knew we knew what we were getting. But my actual cringe of the week uh, was really looking forward to what I thought was going to be Orange Cassidy versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the international title. It's turned into a four way. We saw it all the way it was going to come at the end of the match with them all grabbing the title or Daniel Garcia grabbed it first, I think. And then uh, the other guy put his, Shibata put his hand on and CSJ put his hand on and Orange Cassidy finally took it. I was like during this match, I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be the banger of the the show. That's going to really I mean, we clearly got Okada and Danielson, but this is going to be the one that like surprises you in the mid card and and lets you go to bed early and watch the rest of the next day. Because the way Zack Sabre Jr. is in catch wrestling and the fluidity he has and the abilities of Orange Cassidy in catch wrestling as well, but the counters he does and the way he does it in such a lackadaisical and just outright cool looking way would have been so fucking good. I too many cooks in the kitchen in a four way, not to say anything bad about Ketiori Shibata, clearly one of the greatest at, at this time. And Daniel Garcia, who's is an up and comer and always great. And who doesn't love seeing him put his hand over his face and dance like no one's there. But I think this just would have been better as a, a singles match for the international title. You could have done Shibata and, uh, uh, Garcia on collision for the pure title or something if you wanted to have that match. But this just doesn't need to happen. We saw Orange Cassidy and Shibata do a wonderful job last year uh, in a singles match and I think that just could have been the way it was. I would love to see well, I guess I'll talk about it later, but I'd love to see Zack Sabre Jr. win. And into what I'm looking forward to other than Zack Sabre Jr. winning the title is the Saturday collisions that from the start Elton John's Saturday nights. All right. Um, for a fight was a hot and perfect start. The, the video package to open was great. Um, clearly it's not always going to be Chicago and CM Punk's return and him airing all his grievances and Andrade's return and Rusev's return. Uh, Miro Miro. Uh, we don't need to have a, a penalty on that. That's, that's my bad, and I'm alone, so I'll, I'll take that heat. I'll I'll give myself a spanking or something. But just a great, great show. Um, I'm not the the biggest college football fan, but when football is on, I'm going to watch. So I'll probably often end up watching Collision over college wrestling once that happens and, and fill in Chris for the dissertations that he's going to post the next day. But if you keep this heat up, it's going to be great. I'd love to see how the the roster is going to split off or if there's going to be a continuation of people who kind of come back and forth i imagine house of black won't strictly be on collision just because they're, they're the champs currently maybe they'll they'll flow back and forth saturdays would be a great day for some trios matches and leave some some sports entertainment i guess more on dynamites if you need to but we'll see. I, I love it. Uh, hot, hot, hot stuff. And it gets you ready to, to do whatever you want to do over the rest of the Saturday night. And so please enjoy like I'm going to. But Saturday Saturday night's not the only thing this weekend. Sunday is going to be even bigger. AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door dose. Going to be huge. One of the biggest, two of the biggest matches are definitely going to be on Sunday night. And I honestly might need to go to bed and leave Chris's house before that. This is also an anticipation, I guess. Going back to Plymouth, we're going to hit the town, watch some wrestling. It's going to be a great, great evening of wrestling. 
But the two biggest matches I'm, I might have to go home for because they're going to be long, they're going to be great, and I might have to watch them on Monday. But for a quick rundown of the card, I know the boys are missing this and they would love to be here for it, but I think we all can just do a quick rundown and next week we will be talking all about it. Uh, to start, two Owen Hart mat- tournament matches, uh, CM Punk versus Kojima. I think we all know Kojima's taking the L in this. I There's so many other people that CM Punk could have wrestled in his, uh, what will be like third match back, his first singles match. Seeing this against Kojima kind of sucks, but this will help maybe get some rust off and get some training back in. He was looking a tiny bit fluffy uh, about good groceries, but give him a little bit and he'll be back in shape in no time. Uh, and then this is bad. Actually, I don't have it in my notes. Athena is wrestling someone else. Don't know who it is, but I think we're all safe to say the way the Owen Hart tournament looked for the women's side. If it's not Britt Baker winning again, or if it's not Athena winning the Owen Hart tournament, I don't know what the hell AEW is doing. So I'm going to call Athena's probably winning this one. Uh, then we have the AEW Women's Championship. Tony Storm champion versus Willow Nightingale. This feels like a match that we've had on Dynamite, if not once, maybe twice. Maybe it was even that unmemorable to be on Rampage. It, not looking forward to this one at all. It just kind of feels like uh, we got to throw the championship on. And, and Alex put out a great point. Why wouldn't you do that with someone who's not on the regular AEW shows like Willow Nightingale and use um, Kyrie Sane? Um, I can't remember if that's the name she's still running with now over there, but that would have been a much hotter match. I clearly, we all would have liked um, Mercedes Monet to be here, but injuries really are a bitch come this forbidden door time. It seems I'm going Tony Storm's clearly winning. I don't think you give the title to Willow Nightingale, even though she already has the NJPW strong title. Um, This feels like it's going to be a filler match for, for in my eyes, but it'll be fun. Always good to see Tony Storm at the end of the day. Uh, next, we got Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, the Jericho Appreciation Society for now, and Minoru Suzuki, King, King, King. Great to see him. Great to hear uh, the his entrance song on on Wednesday. Uh, versus Darby Allen, Sting, and a tag team partner to be announced. Darby made mention that uh, Chris Jericho has made plenty of enemies in his time in the industry. So the only person I could really see this being is Naito. He's, uh, he's re- Jericho wrestled um, Okada, Evil, Kenny, uh, Naito. And I think that's it in New Japan. And the biggest name that's that's there that isn't in a match is Naito. So you, you got to do it. We didn't get Naito last time. We had dudes with attitudes last time with Shingo, Darby, and Sting. No Hiromu because of a again uh, an injury, but would love to see Naito. Um, and then maybe you do like Shingo, Hiromu, and Bushi for a, a three way title match versus um, the uh, the old House of Black Boys. That'd be fantastic, Tony. Book it. Uh, but you got to think Sting's going over here. Clearly, he's on the uh, the end tour. Maybe it's Great Muda. Can they do that if he just? got inducted to the hall of fame. Can he come out of retirement in some kind of fashion and, and be his partner again? I we'll see someday, but stings just really on this, um, this leaving, leaving the ring in, in the past, uh, kind of tour and 
I see him taking taking the W there. What do we got next? We got the Blackpool Combat Club with uh, Shota Umino, Shooter, and Konosuke Takeshita versus the Hung Bucks, Young Bucks, and Hangman, Eddie Kingston, and Ishii. That's going to be a clusterfuck. Um, it'll be fun, but uh, I don't know. This This is not really how I wanted to see this kind of shake out, I guess. I don't know how it would have would have liked to maybe see a little more in the ring on Wednesday with, with just Eddie and um, Moxley, but I'm sure it'll be fun. Hopefully shooter listened to my cringe a couple of weeks ago, took my advice and got some different gear because that Tanahashi bullshit, it's not going to look great when you got four members who on, on, on your tag team side that are dressed up probably in all black or, some variation of black. Uh, I I see. I think the Hung Bucks come out the victor on this this time. I, they lost Anarchy in the arena. I can't remember now. See, that's that's the potheaded brain after I just took a, a puff of the bowl there. But I see them kind of coming out ahead on this one. I don't know. They need a W because they've just been getting dragged by CM Punk. So this would be good for them. They need this. And Eddie, Eddie Kingston's back, and that'd be fun to see him get a W. And him with Ishii, it's kind of uh, an interesting tag team duo after he said he doesn't like Ishii, but he does not like Claudio even more. So love to see that kind of pairing. Then we got what I talked about in the cringe, Orange Cassidy versus Zack Sabre Jr. versus Katiori Shibata and Daniel Garcia for the AEW International Championship. I originally wanted Zack Sabre Jr. to win. Uh, if this was going to be a singles, I thought that would have been great. Just like Pac, you put the the title on an international a man, um, international man of catch wrestling. But now that you made this a four-way, I kind of see Orange Cassidy maybe squeaking this out. Um, he was at like 20 defenses or something. I thought that was a perfect end to it. AEW loves to do these Long title defense runs. Clearly, Jay Cargill had what, 51, 60, something. Orange Cassidy, I think it comes out the victor in a four-way. But in a singles match, I see Zack Sabre Jr. winning this match. Um, still interested, but it definitely went from being my most anticipated match to a couple pegs down. Um, then for the AEW championship, we got MJF, the champion. Has to do it. Can't back out. It's got to wrestle the living legend of Hiroshi Tanahashi. He's going to stumble his way down to the ring, but it's, he's going to put on a great performance. I know Chris isn't too excited about the choice as much as maybe I am. I should say, I mean, I'm not going to speak ill in his, in his name, but there was a good call out. MJF's been so, so hip to call new Japan, a, uh, an indie indie show, not a, the prestigious thing of AEW or WWE, which is bullshit. And Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to show him why New Japan Pro Wrestling is the premier Japanese wrestling promotion. But MJF is clearly going to win. Um, I loved the the idea. Chris said it, and it seems like it's been everyone's passed it along like a, a fucking train on the internet of MJF declining the match and the the bag that CM Punk brought to the ring the other day being the championship, him stepping in to wrestle Tanahashi would have been a really cool thing. Um, but alas, we have CM Punk versus Kojima. Um, for uh, New Japan's 
title, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, whatever they call it now. Sonata versus Jack Perry. This better be a quick dusting of Jack Perry. Sonata kind of buried him um, in this little article I sent, I believe. He had no idea who Jack Perry was or any of his accomplishments. And it doesn't seem like an open challenge to be answered so easily by um, the lesser talent almost um, of AEW. So love that little thing. I'm sure I'm maybe exaggerating it a little bit and uh, and whatnot, but stuff gets lost in the translation. But loved that. Uh I'm I'm pretty hip to the Sonata Championship tour we're going on right now. The run, uh, never would have expected it, but he's doing a great job at it for what I would have imagined to be worse, not worse than Evil. Nothing that could have been worse than Evil having the championship there, but um, along those lines of just someone who probably should have had the title and did bad with it, someone who who's getting a shot and doing everything they can with it. So love to see it, see it. Maybe maybe there'll be some some extra shit to happen it uh i believe hook is supposed to be on the outside so maybe some fuckery will happen who knows um again hopefully just a dusting of of jungle boy jack perry now we get to the meat and potatoes the big matches uh the rematch of what was the match of the year for me so far this year the iwgp us championship kenny omega the champion versus will osprey this was hot the first time. There's no way it can be hot, not hot the second time. Uh, the only problem is how long do you give this match knowing that it's not the main event of the show and how much do they, can they overstep their, the line, I guess, if it's not the main event, but it's going to be a fantastic match. Um, to, to think that six months ago we saw these two wrestle and now we're getting it again. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Would love to be in Toronto to witness this. Just not going to happen. But these are two of the most phenomenal wrestlers. Kenny Omega, the best rest, one of three best wrestlers of the day currently. And Osprey is right up there with them. But I clearly love Omega more. I'm sorry, Will. I don't know who wins this one. I think. I think Will Ospreay wins just because there's gonna be there's got to be some fuckery from Don Callis and um, Takeshita, and uh, Don Callis made mention of he's gonna have a big family, a big wrestling kind of cult. Almost it sounded like I believe on some article I saw on Reddit today of, from Fightful. So we'll see what that means if he's gonna do any kind of fuckery with the United Empire or if he's just going to keep on running with Takeshita, but I do see some involvement there and I do see Kenny losing the title because he just doesn't have the time to, to be at AEW and new Japan at the same time and, and give that title the defenses it should really get. And for the main event, the, the match I'm looking forward to most now I'm there's no, I clearly this was going to be the match of matches, but after taking away the the singles bout for the international title, this just increased my joy and want for Brian Danielson versus Kazuchiko Kata. This the Rainmaker is the best in Japan. Brian Danielson is one of the best in America. Having these two going at it is going to be fiery, banger all around. I I think it's easy to give Okada the loss here. I think Danielson would do great to 
to take that uh, that leap, I guess. But he doesn't really need the leap because he's always going to be um, the American Dragon, and that's a neat, that's a, something you can't really take away. So maybe maybe Okada wins, but just the way Danielson's been on, I just think you gotta you gotta give him a win. He's so hot, and this is the uh, the payoff that probably the biggest match you could think of, other than for the title and we've we've seen Danielson versus MJF and it was great but I think this is going to be on an entirely different level and the speed of this match is going to be insane and hopefully I would love to see it go near an hour um I guess it'll probably only be 30 minutes because it's a, a non-title bout but I'm rooting for Danielson even though he's a son of a bitch BCC but it's just going to be very, very hot. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, to be with my boys, get together uh, a week after Chris's first Father's Day. So again, happy Father's Day, Chris. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. My father, Alex's father, Chris's father, Chris. And all you dad, dog dads out there. You know, we it's uh, unsung heroes. But I will let you all go. Please, again, listen to us everywhere you can. Spotify, Instagram, go on there. Five stars, rate, review it. Give us a a wonderful dissertation on why you love us in the the review section. Um, What else can you do? You can tell a friend. You can go to the website, wrestlingelitist.com. You can send us emails there, ask us questions, ask me how the hell I'm doing this on my own. I miss my boys, but I'll get through and we'll be here next week, Thursday to talk about the amazing forbidden door we're going to have and the, the fallout that we'll see on dynamite. So till then all you rest of the stay, stay, stay amazing. And uh, Rick rude hit the music. Hit the music.